It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Hello, everybody. We're going to talk pitchers and catchers, ERAs, and on-base percentages for the next hour. I'm mad. I'm grumpy. I'm not happy about anything. (laughs) Just kidding, everybody. It's TJ Walker filling in for John Spears. Happy afternoon to you. Back on the Big X after Kentucky roll call this morning from 7 to 9. My producer, the same as it was this morning, Justin Kalen. Don't sound so disappointed. I'm pumped. I couldn't be more happy (laughs) about it. I'm very excited to get to do another hour of radio with you. John Spears covering Bellarmine on the road. Do they play tonight, I'm guessing? I believe they play tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love how he describes his road trips. He's always so... Like the Seattle one, he was excited about. Yeah. Pretty much every other one, even the Utah one, <laughs> he didn't seem over over the moon pumped up about. But he's out on the road. They're in conference play now. It's a sun time, and it looks like they're in North Alabama, which I'm told is beautiful this time of year for an 8.45 p.m. tip-off. First off, weird time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've – besides like NCAA tournament and stuff like that, I don't know if, don't know if I can remember a regular weird, season yeah. start time at 8.45. That being said, should be a good time, and uh, hope John has a safe travels. Hopefully, they're there safely, and he'll have a good call tonight. This, this is a bus trip, so he wasn't looking forward to it. Oh no! Yeah. Hopefully, he gets his own. Like he doesn't have to have somebody right next to him. No, he bus. does. He, him, and his other broadcast partner do get their own seat. So okay, yeah. Well, good deal. Scoots, how are you since the last three hours I got to talk to you? I'm good. I'm I'm glad to be here for this afternoon. I've got to do Rutherford today. So you thought you were working a lot of radio today. I'm working even more radio. So I'm about halfway through the day. So I I think I'm going to make it. It's going to be all all right at the end of the day, but excited to be here for Spears without Spears. This is kind of strange. If it makes you feel any you're right that is a lot of radio that's going to be six hours well really and you did denison so seven hours of scoots did you talk on denison's show at all i did not no i, I which you don't i have any hoosier takes I, I would not have had anything to say tj i do not want to talk indiana today which i'm sure we'll get into it a little bit but yeah it's it's bad it's bad right now was he was he giving them the business he wasn't but so mad doesn't get but i don't know two three four texts a show on a typical day he must have gotten 12 to 15 today, and Indiana fans are big mad. I can understand it. I don't think people were expecting necessarily like a Final Four this year, but also don't think they were expecting. What are you all in conference now? Uh, three and two. Oh, okay. That's not terrible. Yeah. I thought you were two and three. No. Which would be a little bit bigger hole to dig yourself out of. The Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. There was a part of me, Scooch, that thought, like, maybe we just read some of the text from Kentucky Roll Call, because there is plenty, and there's plenty to get to. We did a good job clearing them today, though. I, we did. I thought yeah. we started to kind of rip through them there towards the end. Yeah. But if you want to text in, that's fine. And then the Eminem Carnage Hotline, 502 502- 384-1450? That's correct, yeah. I still got it. There we don't really go. give it out on roll call because we don't do callers. But this is Spears Show. This is Spears on Sports, baby. Noon to one on the Big X. We'll take calls if you want to call in. Feel free. It, it, it's a little tougher to get phone callers at like 7.05 and 7.10 a.m. in the morning than it is at noon. People heading out, hopefully, to Thornton's to get you a delicious lunch sandwich or whatever you need to fuel up. They've got all sorts of goodies. 89 cents, 32-ounce drinks. Or smaller, which I don't know why you'd go smaller. 
There you go. You went. Always like when they do that on the Spears <laughs> show. Uh, and if you if you're listen if you're just tuning in to listen to me, check out John Spears from noon to one. I, I love his show. It's funny. He is a grumpy old man, but you mix him with Scoots and then some of uh, Spears' friends and the regulars that they have on the show. It makes for a fun hour that goes by pretty quickly. If that's if you're just trying to get through the workday. And then if you're a Spears listener and you're wondering who the heck is this goober, I do radio with Nick Roush and Justin Kalen from 7 to 9, Monday through Friday on Big X for Kentucky Roll Call. I've talked a lot about UK's win over Missouri. You have. And I'm going to keep going, baby. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm I happy to keep talking about it. This is theoretically a different audience, mm-hmm. different takes, different opinions. Uh, I'll keep my same opinions, my same takes. I will say it was a dominant offensive performance from UK when maybe it shouldn't have been. If you would have told Scoots or myself before the game that, hey, Reed Shepard, he's only going to hit one three, and as a matter of fact, that's going to be his only points on the entire game, I'd be like, oh, that's not very good. And then if you added on to that and you said, and guess what? Antonio Reeves doesn't hit any threes, and he only makes three field goals the entire game. On top of that, Justin Edwards didn't do anything all that special either. I would have been like, hold on here. Is Kentucky going to go down to the wire with Missouri in this game? That's a little concerning. Sure enough, Robert Dillingham, he has a career night. The rest of the offense was good enough, and they put up 90 points with all things considered. And they're averaging 91 points per game on the season. So you could get a terrible, I don't want to say terrible game because they didn't play terrible, but you could have a game where you don't get a lot offensively or shooting from Reed Shepard or Antonio Reeves, who everybody would, who everybody knows is UK's best two shooters, and you still put up 90 points. Reeves was able to get to the free throw line where he was perfect, 8 of 8. We've got David on the Eminem Cartage hotline. Last year's caller of the year, David. Okay, all right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Got to put always, some respect yeah. on your name, David. Uh, yeah, I'm David, yes. Uh, what I wanted to ask you, TJ, I know what, as I was uh, uh, hearing and, and watching the game last night, there's this player, Sean East. Uh, was he in Indiana? Was he like a Mr. Basketball out of the state of Indiana or something? Because I remember hearing that wasn't it the uh, – I'm trying to think, is that show uh, – who's your report? Wasn't it they talked about him a lot when like Romeo Langford was around a lot? Yeah, so actually Scooch probably would be able to give us the background on Sean East a little bit more. I know he – I think he was maybe born in Louisville, but I think he played uh, in New Albany. So just across the okay. river, and then I, I think um, teammates, no, I, he teammates finished, with Romeo. Yeah, he was teammates with Romeo. Yeah. And did they win state or what? They what? won state in 2016, I want to say it was. So yeah, they won a state together. And then oddly enough, yeah, well, I don't I know. Sean East played good last night. He was probably Missouri's best player. I, I, sorry that he got that injury. If Kentucky wouldn't have, you know, had some things that worked a certain way. I mean, I, 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 I was I was thinking Missouri was going to pull that game out the way it was going because Kentucky just didn't seem like they were doing things to, you know, to 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 you know take the game. It seemed like they were letting Missouri back in. That it, it was scary last night. David, in your opinion, is UK's defense good enough to win a national championship as it is right I'd say now? Right now, right now, I don't, I don't really think UK's defense is ready for a national championship. There's got to be work done. No, the, it, on the ball defense. Because I mean, is really I thought concerning. Missouri could have pulled that game out. I mean, you know, something. You know, I, 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 Kentucky had a couple. You know, in the second half. I don't know what happened. I mean, Missouri was at the free throw line early. Early. In the second half, I mean, they were hitting free throws. 
They were, and you know, seventy-seven points from Missouri is a pretty solid offensive outing. If you would have told them, yep. "Hey, you're scoring seventy-seven in Rupp Arena, you're going to hit eight threes, which it seemed like maybe uh, some of those came in the first half, but I don't know if that's actually the case or not. Let me see how many they had six in the first half. So Missouri comes into Rupp Arena, they hit six first half threes, they put seventy-seven points up. You limit Reed Shepard, you limit Antonio Reeves, you limit Justin Edwards, who's been struggling, so that's not as hard to do as the other yeah, two. What about Adu Fierro? Is he coming back, or is he injured for a while, or what's going on with Adu Fierro? So if you remember, he, I think, got an injury in that Louisville game, although I don't know if that's related to what's been going on lately. Uh, it The rumor on the street, David, is it's back spasms. And anybody that's had back spasms knows that those are the worst. Like, that is not fun to deal with. It can happen anytime. You can be feeling great. You bend over to tie your shoe, and you're like, oh, did that? That kind of felt a little funny. And before you know, when you straighten back up, everything's out of whack and everything's wonky. And he's also growing. When he got to UK, he was, what, like 6'5 or something like that? Now he's up to 6'9, and he may even okay. still get taller. So he's dealing with some back issues is what it seems. And I had always thought, like, all right, this is just they some... they 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 need a Fierro to back. I, I mean, they they're, they're going to have to get him back if they can. They need his back back. <laughs> yes, they need him back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and 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 with that, I had thought like this is just a pain tolerance thing. Once this, once he kind of, or it's like you know, it, it'll get back in line. But listen to the UK pregame show yesterday with Jack Goose Givens and Tom Leach. They were talking about how he looked like visibly he was in a ton of pain just being on the bench and getting up and getting down. So, David, I'm a little worried to the arrow maybe out a little longer than I would have thought. That's what a week I was ago. thinking too. It sounds like I, I, I hope hopefully he can because you know they can get him back soon. But I don't know. You know that that that, that does very concerning. You know, David, I, I appreciate the call. You. you got anything else for us? Uh, that's going to be it for for now. I'll let you get on to something else, but I'm glad I could uh, get through the day. And uh, I just hope that uh, Spears on Sports, if John is not able to do it on certain days, that you know some big X people can fill in and, and do it. So T- totally agree. He's know, got two good. Th- it's good he's, programming. It's I, good programming, and I and I think it, you know we need more good local programming that can sort of you know you know look at the broad issue, broad spectrum of sports, and sometimes some of the other shows you know limit some things and. I get frustrated with some of the other shows I've heard. So, yeah, but this show really does a good, you know, variety of everything. You know, from baseball to basketball to football to just it just covers everything in 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 a good, you know, good thing. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Absolutely. David, have a good day. Thanks for calling in. Sure thing, yeah. A a lot of good stuff from David. I can see why he's the caller of the year there, Scoots. Absolutely. Very insightful, polite. You should make that drop of what he was saying for a big X promo. Just like, (laughs) you guys are the best. Local (laughs) programming. Totally agree with David about Spears. And I'm happy to fill in when they ask me, which maybe after today is going to be my one audition to, <laughs> to fill in for Spears here. But he's got too good of a thing going with his show to kind of be the herky-jerky on the air, off the air, on the air, off the air. It's a good program. I, I think he'd be surprised how many people listen to his show if he knew. And we don't know the exact numbers. We don't subscribe to the book necessarily. But I think he'd be surprised to learn just how many people from noon to one are tuned in. He's got to keep this thing rolling. Obviously, he's got obligations with Bellarmine, and we all understand that, and we're happy for him. What a cool gig that is for him. But when he's out, call me, call Roush. Scoots, you could host an hour. Easy peasy. Yeah, I'd need somebody else to bounce off of. I couldn't do it by myself. Speaking of John being out, so he's out tomorrow and Friday as well. 
We do have some exciting news for tomorrow. We'll share that at the end of the show. Yeah, I think I know where that's heading, and I think that's kind of cool if it is what I think it is. I hope. Scooch Scooch will share that a little bit later on. On the Thornton's text line, a texter says, the dribble drive is so archaic, looks pretty good with talented players. I don't know if I'd say this is like UK's Calipari. Well, I should say Calipari, not UK's. I don't know if this is Calipari's classic dribble drive, but you will see elements of it from time to time. And the dribble drive just isn't predicated on shooting threes, so this is a little bit different in terms of how they're getting players open and how they're kind of moving through their offense. Uh, But so much of the – I saw that Tyrese Maxey interview. I I don't know if that was with TNT yesterday. It – he praised Calipari. We could play the soundbite for it, but you could probably imagine what it is. He's just being complimentary of his former coach and kind of broad strokes about UK guards as a whole in the NBA. I was waiting for him to, at some point, add, yeah, and despite playing in such an archaic, old, nasty offense, we still find ways to succeed in the NBA and getting drafted and all those sort of stuff. Yeah, the archaic offense stuff. Those were people that had a grind and an axe against Calipari. And they just wanted to try to make him pay and get negative press out there, maybe hurt him in recruiting potentially. It, it was ridiculous. If you've got good offensive players, guess what? Your offense is going to usually look pretty good. If you don't have players that can spread the floor and things get bogged down in the paint, offense not going to look so great. Offense is not UK's issue. We know that. Defense, though, is an issue. David doesn't think, as it stands right now, UK's defense is good enough to win a national championship. Scoots, we talked a lot about defense on today's Kentucky roll call. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be a t- it's just gonna be a talking point for the rest of the season. Is UK's defense good right now? No, it is not. Is it a finished product? Absolutely not. They will continue to get better. They are actually getting better right now in real time. You, it's easy to kind of be critical. I found I got an interesting stat uh, about UK's defense and maybe some reasons for optimism, maybe some cause for concern potentially, uh, but we'll get to that as we get to our first break here in just a moment. But uh, they Is, held they held Missouri to what? Two field goals in the final 12 minutes? Was that the stat that we said this morning on a roll call? Two field goals in the final 12 minutes? Yeah, something like that. Like, y- y- again, Missouri did miss some open shots during that 12-minute stretch. Any team's going to get some open shots in a 12-minute stretch. They didn't hit them. They were hitting them earlier in the game. But you got to give credit to UK's defense to some capacity. Missouri was on fire. All of a sudden, they didn't. And really, it was UK's offense that couldn't extend the lead and put the game away for good. Not that the game was ever really in doubt. But if UK could have used a 10-0 run to make it instead of an 11-, 12-point game, that buffer zone that we talked about on roll call this morning, you could have opened that thing up to 20 points and it could have been good night. However, it was kind of the defense that made sure that buffer zone stayed where it was, a comfortable lead for UK where you were never really concerned about the final score. I personally would not worry about defense as we're in the second week of January because especially with the young team, that's typically the last thing to come around, right? getting everything down defensively you really have an understanding by the end of the year where you're supposed to be on the floor who you're supposed to be guarding all that just defense is one of those things guys transitioning from high school to the collegiate level the game slows down for them as the year goes on and and once that happens defensively that's when teams can start being really good defensive units. Yep, and there, and there's more I could add to that statement. I totally agree with it. They will continue to get better, but style of play is also a factor in the way this team's going to play. And the aggressiveness, going for steals, which this team is good at poking the ball away. 
that's going to leave you. Well, if you miss the steal, you're back to playing four on five, which is difficult. But there's an interesting stat on UK's defense, specifically on the ball defenders, broken down by players. I'll give you some of that info when we return. Spears on Sports. I'm Big X Sports Radio. I'm TJ Walker. Our producer's the best in the world. His name's Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Welcome back, Spears on Sports. Special co-host, guest host, TJ Walker filling in for Spears. Bellerman takes on Northern Alabama tonight. You can listen to him on the call over at another station. He says it all the time, so you might as well as well. Our friends over at 680. Our friends over at (laughs) 680. He's got competition in his time slot with his friends over there. Oh, yeah? Well, I mean, yeah, no, I don't. They, they have a they have a show. It's kind of a similar dynamic in terms of maybe catered to. Yeah, but it's not as good. I think I know the show. Oh, it's definitely not as good. <laughs> it's definitely not as good. But they are friends over there, so you can listen. Eight forty-five pregame show. Eight thirty. I'm making that up, but I'll just go ahead and assume that seems like it's normally fifteen minutes. Eight forty-five. It's gonna be a late night <laughs> for the, it's gonna crazy. be a late night for the old man. If you want to call into the Eminem Carnage Hotline, 502-384-1450. If you're a roll call listener, this is your chance to get in on the phone. We don't do it in the morning. So 502-384-1450. Otherwise, text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Those numbers very similar. All right, I was gonna tell you some UK defensive stat numbers that you may or may not be interested in. Uh, his name's Chris Hatfield, but on Twitter, C by C, at the best wager. At the best wager, if you want to follow him. I quote tweeted him at TJ Walker Radio if you're not following me. We like wagers on the Spears show. Oh, yeah. That's part of the reason I like listening from noon to one every day. <laughs> you all talk more sports betting than any other show in town. Degenerates. Uh, I love it. I, I, <laughs> there's a market for that. Okay. So when UK's players are defending man on man, Here's the other team. Here's the opponent's shooting numbers. So, like, if if DJ Wagner's guarding the guy who has the ball and shoots, here's what that player is shooting when DJ Wagner's guarding him. So, with DJ Wagner, the primary, with DJ Wagner being the primary defender on the player who has the ball and is trying to score, he's giving up the worst percentage on the team. Who was that again? DJ Wagner. Oh, okay. 48% when DJ Wagner's the primary ball handler or primary defender, excuse me, not ball handler. That that ain't good. Like that is just that's not good. When DJ Wagner's kind of going one-on-one guarding somebody, there's about a 50% chance that that player is going to score on him. Hmm. Dillingham, 46.3%. Big drop off. Reeves, 34. Point, let's just call it 35%. Really? That's surprising. These numbers are a little surprising, Scoots. I do have some reason and rationale behind it, but yeah, it's going to get a little bit more surprising. Shepard at 33%. So when Reed Shepard's guarding a guy and that guy's going to shoot, there's a 33% of the time that shot's going in. Edwards is 33% as well. And then Trey Mitchell is the best that it's tracked at 30%. Hmm. Now, Chris goes on to say, and this is a good point, this is why you should follow him on Twitter, there's some overinflation here because Kentucky has played some really, really good guards. 
And that's true. I mean, Carolina, UK had a pretty tough time with Caleb Love. Kansas. Kansas, they they maybe the worst of the bunch that we're going to mention here. But yeah, maybe they obviously have talented guards as well. They had that guard that hit the five threes. Yep, well, Juan Harris. That yeah, should never Harris, in a million yeah. years happened. <laughs> <sighs> Still makes me unhappy. Miami, they've got one of the more talented or one of the better backcourts in the country, and even though UK blew them out, those guards still put up solid numbers as the game went on. Louisville? No, I'm just kidding. Louisville's guards stink. They play tonight. They do play tonight. We'll get to that. I've got that written down to get to on Spears on Sports. But they have played good guards, but then again, these numbers are a little concerning. Also, you got to take into consideration position. Wagner and Dillingham are guarding guys that have the ball in their hands more. They're mm-hmm. guarding guards that are better scorers more times than not than when Trey Mitchell's guarding somebody or when Justin Edwards. Interesting enough from Chris, though, he goes on to say that he thinks Justin Edwards, by the end of the season, will be UK's best on-the-ball defender. Hmm. I would push back a little bit on that just because can we see any of that? Like, well, can we see a flash of that? I mean, with his struggles offensively, isn't that kind of his only option at this point? Just go out there and be a defensive stalwart? And that's what I would say if I were Cal, and I'm sure Cal's, again, Cal's trying to push all the buttons with Edward. We went into detail that on that this morning, but he's trying everything. At one point, Edwards, when he, you, remember, you didn't watch the game, Scoots, but Edwards had this wide open corner three and he hit the top of the backboard. <laughs> It was horrible. Like it was, it was just like a, a nightmare scenario for anybody in that position. It's not only a miss, but it's just such an ugly, embarrassing miss. And Cal took him out, and he went, and he had his head down, and he was pouty, and you could tell he was bothered. Cal puts him back in, and then Cal's just his biggest fan, and the entire team's their biggest fan because they know that Edwards mentally may be close to being lost for the season, and you don't want that to happen, or at least lost for a good chunk of, of or maybe some a month, a week, who knows how long it could be. So they're trying to build him up. That's what I would tell him, though. Like, I don't care what you do or don't do offensively. If you get some shots, shoot it. Try to take it to the rim. Be strong with the ball. Try to get to the line. He got to the line a couple times yesterday. Do you Let the offense come to you. That's exactly what I would say, Scoots. Be our best defender. Yep. Make me have to play you because you're bringing something on that end of the floor that I can't find anywhere else here. If Cal wants a bad defender or somebody that can get beat off the dribble, he's got plenty of options right now. If he wants a lockdown defender, somebody that's going to make an opposing offense cool down a little bit, not so much of that right now. I think Adu is a better defender than Edwards, but Adu has outgrown the three position a little bit. He he has a tougher time guarding guards and guarding wings. He's much better guarding physical fours or physical anybody's inside. He's somebody that can throw around his weight and muscle, and he's a big physical player. Edwards could be that lateral quickness guy with the length that could be a good defender. I won't even put him in the same breath as a Michael Kidd Gilchrist, but at least in terms of their length and what you could picture something like that looking like, but they're not even in the same neighborhood as defenders as of right now. So interesting take by Chris. I don't know if I totally expect Edwards to be UK's best defender, this team will continue to improve and get better and better and better and better as games goes on. Will it ever be a great defensive team? Probably not. But if Edwards could take his defense to a next level, that could be a twist on this entire team, this entire storyline of the season that I didn't foresee coming, and I'm not so sure anybody did. So interesting defensive numbers there. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line. A texture says, I never thought I'd hear Scoot's voice past noon. 
Also, who gives a poop about how bad our defense is? People need to realize how insane our offense is before we lose the luxury of breaking 90 every game. South Georgia Wildcat. Never thought you'd hear my voice past noon. South Georgia Wildcat, you can hear my voice past noon every single day on the Big X. Other than Mondays. Yeah, he he's a South Georgia Wildcat. If you're ever thinking to yourself, I need a little bit more scoots today, you can usually find them somewhere. Worst case scenario, just go to your local Walmart break room. <laughs> Although you won't, you may not like in, what you find. Inside joke there. That is an inside joke if you're not familiar with it. <laughs> that, that's another thing too. Is that like, well, yeah, I, the people that have been whining about UK's offense needing to be more efficient or more explosive or whatever word you want to use, people have been whining about that for years. Finally, UK gets a explosive offense. I don't know if the defense is good enough to win a championship. Why can't Calipari just get a top three offense and defense every single year? Scoots, why can't he get five or six draft picks like this team has every single year? Just do that. I don't know why he's not doing that. And style of play does matter in all seriousness. When UK is trying to get up and down the floor, they're trying to speed other teams up too. And when you try to speed other teams up and you try to go for steals, you're going to give up some baskets. That's just going to be the style of play. And I think Cal is comfortable this season with maybe just flat-out outscoring teams, but this defense will continue to get better. I'm just curious how much better. Do you agree with David that at its current state today, it's not good enough to win a national championship? I mean, that's tough to say. I don't know. It's an opinion. I don't know how to quantify that. I mean, they're no, maybe not, but they don't have to be because Kentucky can just put up so many points in a hurry. That they don't have to be, they don't. Ha- they. I don't even think at the end of the season they have to have a what you would call a championship caliber defense. As long as their offense is championship caliber and they continue to get everyone involved and find out who they are on the floor and all that stuff that happens throughout a season, yeah. I don't. I just don't know that a, de- a good defense is going to stop them either way. Here and, and this is what you have to ask yourself: Is all right. I I don't think it's good enough to win a championship right now. Well, then give me the scenario. What's the team that they're going to play that will be able to slow down Kentucky enough where UK's offense can't shine, but the opposing team's offense is so good that UK just won't be able to defend. Mm-hmm. And I I don't. You can make a case maybe that team doesn't exist. But let let's go let's go through it. Kentucky could score on Purdue like it's nobody's business. Would Purdue be able to score on Kentucky? Yeah, that'd be a track meet. I think Kentucky would be cool with that. I'm just going to go down a a couple teams here on the AP Top 25. Houston. Houston's defense and their physicality at the perimeter would be really interesting to see, but boy, could they get 80 points? Like, could they, you know, could they get in the 90s with Kentucky? I'm not so sure. Kansas, I would love to see Kansas in March. I know you, Kansas beat Kentucky earlier this season. Love to see Kansas in March. They don't scare me in the slightest. UConn, there's a team. They're, I think, good enough offensively and good enough defensively that that I think they may be better than Kentucky today. Mm-hmm. So I'd put UConn in that category. Tennessee, they're they're almost like a poor man's UK in the sense that they also like to score. Rick Barnes trying to speed things up. Those games will be fun. I imagine they're high scoring. UNC, we already saw that game. That was a track meet. Bring it on. Let's. And if they played again, it'd be a track meet again. Arizona. I think they're in a mold similar to UConn where I worry about Arizona a little bit. Point being, and I can keep going down the list, there's not too many teams that you can say like, well, UK's defense isn't good enough to stop them. But their defense on the other end is good enough to stop UK, enough so that UK would lose the game. 
we'll have two months more of sample and test and games to be able to make a decision going into March. But what about John's BYU team? They scare you at all? No, <laughs> no, they don't. He believes in them. No, they had a they had a pretty bad loss to Cincinnati at home. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, in that game, Scoots, you know the stats in that one. Uh uh-uh. uh Archaic offense. Archaic offense. You need to shoot more threes. BYU shot forty six threes. What? Forty six threes in a loss to Cincinnati. They had 16 twos, 46 threes. <laughs> That's a lot. Seems they, like overkill. BYU lost 71 to 60. So the 46 three point shots only produced 60 points. I mean, that's got to be near an NCAA record, right? I've got to look that up. I would imagine. There, and on the flip side, Cincinnati only shot 15. What a, that that would have been a funky game to watch, I would imagine. I did not see, I watched a ton of college basketball. I didn't watch that one, though. I did notice that Cincinnati won. I was like, oh, that's a bad loss for BYU. And then they went on the road yesterday, and they gave Baylor a lot that they could handle, but they lost that game as well, although I didn't see their final three-point shooting numbers last night. 24. They really reeled it in. Mark Pope got the boys to reel it in on the perimeter last night. You go from 46 to 24. Goodness gracious. (laughs) It's way too many threes. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, does Gil know David? Uh, No. And the Spears audience doesn't really know Gil either. That's true. Uh, They say, am I hosting tomorrow? No, no, but stay tuned for the end of the show. Why are some media folks dying on the hill that the defense will not get better? It seems like defense will get better with time, like it does for all teams. Yeah, it's a a wild thing to say that a team is a finished product in January, especially when that team is predominantly freshmen, younger players – people that should get better as the season goes on but I think some people just have to have something to whine about and complain about and if things are a little bit too perfect that gets a little scary especially if you've had an axe to grind for for a few years I've got an answer for you TJ so Grinnell College they are a small division three program in Iowa they set the men's basketball record they shot 111 threes in one game 111 yeah, so that's just that's that that ticks me. That's just dumb. <laughs> that had to be like a gimmick novelty, like get the ball and just shoot. Let's yeah, break a record. I'm sure, maybe so. Well, I wonder what the D1 number is. That's it's a lot tougher to find than I anticipated. Oh, I would hate for you to have to do a little work. I'm trying. We don't research is optional on this show. I've heard this show. I know that. <laughs> that's a fact. I, we're going to talk college basketball slate for tonight, the final segment. Maybe we'll get in a little bit of U of L Miami. Oh, and I have to uh, change a couple of my spread selections for this week as well. I texted John last night, asked him, since he, I wanted to ask him since he's out, but I was like, hey, I, I really want to flip a couple of my picks. So I had to get his permission to be able to do that. So I'll do that as well. Okay, that's exciting. I'm sure folks are excited for that. If you're in the Coral Gables area for Louisville's game against Miami tonight, you can get in the door for as low as $2, according to ESPN. Pretty exciting stuff. Miami, a Final Four team last year. UofL, just a four-win team last year. So, four, a big number between these two teams. Uh, $2. That's like a quarter in Miami. Miami, 16-point favorites. It doesn't seem nearly high enough, in my opinion. 
I think the blood is all in the water with the cards if it wasn't uh, probably two months ago. So we'll take our last break here. Spears on sports. I'm TJ Walker, our producer, Justin Kalen, filling in for John Spears. One final segment on the Big X coming next. Welcome back. One final segment, Spears on Sports. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen on your Wednesday, January 10th. Appreciate you tuned in. Hump day. Spears on Sports will be on the air the rest of the week from noon to one. Special guests tomorrow, and then decent chance I'll be filling back in on Friday. I think that's the tentative plan there, and happy to, to do it. Always Fun getting to do radio in this town, and this starts the the most fun three-month stretch that there is to do radio, the way I see it, really, probably anywhere on the planet, but definitely in Kentucky. Yeah, we got NFL playoffs this weekend. We can't not have a show Friday. And that's true. That's true. What pick are you switching on your NFL pick? Oh, okay, so you ready? If you're, not, if you're a roll call listener and you're not new to Spears, every week Spears will make his NFL picks. They're basically kind of bullying him into how bad he is and like making fun of him. But Scoots. I think I, yeah, me. Scoots, yeah. yeah. I think Scoots just kind of enjoys the the camaraderie. But he's had a horrible record all season. Yep. I am eighteen games under five hundred. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, it's really bad. So I figured, you know, what do I got to lose? All right. So I was looking at the weather uh at some, for some of these games last night, and I saw that it's gonna be close to zero, if not below zero. In Kansas City, I took Miami plus three and a half in that game. Miami is from Miami, obviously, where it's always hot. That's a good point. I think they're going to really, I think they're going to really struggle in the cold. So I'm going to switch on to Kansas City minus three and a half, and then also took Buffalo minus ten. It hit me at one point last night that, in all likelihood, it's going to be my last chance to take Pittsburgh this season. So I'm going to switch my Buffalo pick to Pittsburgh plus ten. So there you go. Okay, so too cold for Dolphins. I'd be more concerned about Dolphins just in a landlocked football stadium. No water. They're going to be in trouble there just to begin with. And then that's a big number for an NFL playoff game. The Bills haven't really exactly been world beaters necessarily. But that's, you know, I I don't really have a great feel for any of these playoff games. But I did find this, Scoots, and I found this to be interesting if I can get my phone to to pull up there there's always going to be upsets in the nfl Mm -hmm. there will be this weekend Mm -hmm. the issue and the trick is trying to figure out which one it's going to be but let's assume kansas city takes care of business at home against the dolphins let's they're four and a half point favorites is where that line's at let's say the bills take care of business against a terrible steelers team no offense scoots and let's say the cowboys take care of the packers because i'm pretty confident that they will i love green bay they're my team I'm pumped that we're in the playoffs. I'm pumped about the next decade plus with Jordan Love, but this isn't a good matchup. I really wish the San Francisco 49ers wouldn't have blown it against the Rams, and then Green Bay would be going up to Detroit, and I'd probably have expectations to win that game, all things considered. But if you want to take those home big favorites of four points or more, Chiefs four and a half, Buffalo 10, Dallas seven and a half, you want to do the money line on on all those, gets you to plus 121. That's not bad. That ain't bad. Yeah. 
plus 121 for those three teams just to win. They don't have to win by a certain number. They could win by one point. Each one, one of those, those games could be one point, and you, it's a plus 121. Which well, one of those teams are losing at home? Kansas City. You th- If there's one? And th- yeah. If, if Kansas City loses at home, I think it'll strictly be because of just the wonky weather. I don't just know. Like I mean, an ugly just, game where they just haven't been consistent at all this year. I don't, and, and, and I, I've done my fair share of blaming Taylor Swift, but and I'm not really serious on all that. But I don't know what's going on. There's some between the years with the Chiefs. They just have not been good. Well, they probably do for kind of a step back year. Well, and everybody always says you may they, not be as hungry. Everybody says they don't have any wide receivers, but they still have Travis Kelsey, and that dude can't catch a football right now. Well. If you like those three home teams just to take care of business, regardless of the margin, you can get those three money lines at plus 121. I, I feel, I do feel, I feel like all three of those teams are going to win. I think that's a good bet. Texas, uh, Texas, the Texans and Browns. That's that a toss-up. That's up. a toss-up. Yeah. I think Rams, Lions, Rams are such a trendy pick. That's a hard one. And then Eagles, Bucks. everybody a month and a half ago would be like, oh, Eagles win by 15 yep. plus, but now that's one of the, the wonkier lines. So if you want to avoid those games, which are tough to pick, you can just take the big money line favorites and still get to a plus number, which I don't think is the uh, the worst bet that you can have out there. We, Me and my friends, we do like a draft where we just draft. You, you draft a team, snake order. If your team wins the Super Bowl, everybody pays you 50 bucks. There's four of us that do it. My teams this year I'm not thrilled about. <laughs> I have y'all pick every team in the league. We pick every team in the playoffs. Oh, okay. Just I that gotcha. make the play. Well, All except right. for two. The last two, just if one of those two win, then I guess nobody pays anybody. Carryover. That's a good point. Uh, I got the Bills, Eagles, and Texans. I had the third pick Oof. in a snake order. Oof. So, like the two prize picks, obviously, would be the 49ers and the Ravens. Sure. And I, I got the the scraps from that. The guy behind me, he went Chiefs, Cowboys, and then so I got another pick. So you took who over the Cowboys? Well, hold, hold on. I, I went Bills first. He went Chiefs-Cowboys. I came back and went oh, Eagles. Okay. I guess I could have taken Lions. Lions aren't winning the Super Bowl. I really hope the Ravens don't win the Super Bowl, Scoots. I'm going to have a lot of crow to eat in this town if the Ravens win the Super did Bowl, you, especially with my close and personal friends. Did you listen to the show yesterday at all? A little bit, yeah. Who's the one team that can't win the Super Bowl? I mean, it's the zero zero percent chance. The, the Steelers, Steelers okay. the Steelers, and the Packers have zero chance to win the Super Bowl. Who's coming the, from a Packers fan? Who's the five, six, or seven seed that can win the Super Bowl? The five, six, or seven seed that I, well, five, six, or seven seed. I, mean, I definitely think the Cowboys can, but they're not a five, six, or seven seed. So let me get a better we're, answer. We're looking for, you. for an underdog that could win the Super Bowl. I mean, can they just show the seed so I don't get confused <laughs> by all that? They can win the Super Bowl. The Rams. Really? I mean, I guess the Eagles are a five seed. Yeah. Yeah, so the Eagles... You think the Eagles could? I don't. Yeah, because, like, if they were so dominant for a time, you would think, can't they get back to that? Can't they get back to just being dominant again? And then again, this is the team that won the NFC last year, had a great chance to win the Super Bowl, but they could just be playing with their food the last month and a half of the season where it's... NFL season's a long year, yeah. and while these guys aren't 17, 18, 19-year-old kids that are playing, they're still adults just like anybody else. They get hungry for some games. They get more up for some games, and then they may – not that they don't try or don't care, but, hey, we know we're a dominant team. We're just waiting for the playoffs. And then you kind of take your foot off the gas, and you realize you've been out of rhythm for a month now, and it's time to get back on the same page. Mm-hmm. 
But you asked the question. I think those would be my. I think those would be my answers. What did you say? I said Steelers and Browns. Was Steelers my. have zero chance. Yeah, no, no, no. Steelers for the zero percent oh, chance gotcha. to get there. My yeah, yeah. Sorry. And then Browns was my underdog pick. I think the Browns could. The only issue about the Browns is would anybody be shocked if they lost to the Texans? No. I do think they win and cover though, for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, I like the Browns pick. I want a Browns Ravens game. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think the Browns are physical enough defensively to give the Ravens some trouble, mm-hmm. and then the Flacco stuff is just weird. In which way? That he's just because, came back and played so well. I mean, think about all the the genocide and the murdering that Ponce de Leon did to find the Fountain of Youth, and Joe Flacco had it all along. <laughs> oh, because he was with the Ravens. Oh my gosh, I I didn't even think about that angle. There, there's a lot of sexy storylines yeah, to this playoff and potentially for, sure. for the next round as well. But, I mean, even another one like Mike McCarthy versus the Packers, that's that's fun in its own right. Yeah, another one I hadn't thought about. And then, you know, what if, what if Deshaun was playing and him going back to Houston? Houston's got to be so happy to get rid of that loser. <laughs> Buzz texts into the Thornton's text line. He says, good show today. Browns can win with that defense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, thanks, Buzz. For sure. I, I just uh, – the defense is ultimately why I made that pick. I just they've they've been really good all year. I mean, aren't the Browns like fifteen or aren't the Steelers fifteen thousand to one to like win the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, that is a hilariously large number. Yeah. And the thing is, like, don't bet it. Don't even put like a dollar on it just for funsies or five dollars on it. I told you all on roll call yesterday. My dad wants me to place ten dollars on it for him, and I just I can't do it. What you I think you may have said that on Spears actually, but what was it? I remember hearing it, but I remember I don't remember being able to like. No, it was Spears. You said it on oh, okay. Spears, but I was listening when you said it. A lot of radio. You need to tell him like, okay, pops did it for you, and just, you get free ten dollars. Well, no, that's the thing. I could never take his ten dollars like that. But but what, no, you're I, not take you you. It's actually better if you think about it. Instead of it going to the gambling bigwigs, it's going to his favorite boy. That's true. But what happens if? There's some sort of magic. None. What if no there's chance some in sort France. of magic? You don't have to worry about it. It's a free $10. I'm, I'm at to pull $150,000 out of my butt and give it to them. Even without their best player, even if they were somehow able to shock Buffalo in Buffalo, a place that's as hungry for a Super Bowl as anywhere else in the entire universe, even if they were to upset them, all right, Pittsburgh, now you get the Ravens coming off three weeks rest. Like, no, they're not doing that one either. Yeah. And then even if they win that, then at that point, you well, at that point you'd probably be like, oh. they still have to win one more game to get to the Super Bowl, and then they'd have to win the Super Bowl for you to have to pay out your pops. So take the $10, say that you place the bet, that'd be a slight fabrication, and then if it were to happen, well, start selling plasma or I think, something. I think I'm just going to tell him I didn't have the heart to do it because I didn't want him to waste his money. No, yeah. I'm missing it here. Steal from your dad, I'm telling you. <laughs> not who I want to steal from. 50241. It's better than it just go into the big wig. I agree. Uh big wig gambling folks. And that that I have a similar thought with the Packers. Like would it be the biggest upset in NFL history if Green Bay won down in Dallas? It'll probably be like a 60-40, 50-50 crowd. Uh, Green Bay's going to have a ton of fans there. 60-40 Dallas, but Green Bay's going to have a ton of fans there. But even if Green Bay were to upset Dallas and Mike McCarthy knows how to blow a playoff game with the best of them. Green Bay then has to go to San Francisco and beat the 49ers in San Francisco coming off three weeks rest. No, it's just not going to happen. Like, I love Green Bay. I would love to be wrong here, but they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. That's next year that the Packers win the Super Bowl. Scoots, that's next year. Okay. Steelers-Packers repeat? hey oh, that'd be fun. I'd be down for that. A, tac- uh, a texter says, 
the last time the Packers beat the Bears at home to clinch a playoff spot, they won the Super Bowl. Believe in love, TJ. That's that, big. That's true. Well, hold on a second. You're not buying no, the validity? Well, was that at home? I guess it was. I'm thinking of the Cobb game, which that they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. But they clinched a playoff spot, that one, where they were at Soldier Field. That made for a really memorable Rodgers to Cobb moment. Not sure what the Bears were thinking on that play. Cobb was wide open. But you're right. You're right, Texer. I was wrong. And they also did it as the last seed in the playoffs, which this year they're the last seed in the playoffs in the NFC. So maybe there's a little magic there. Love will have to just be perfect. But more so, I'm sure Matt LaFleur would find a way to blow it, even if Green Bay were in a position <laughs> to win. Anybody that knows me knows I'm not a huge LaFleur fan. U of L Miami tonight is what, what's Rutherford going to be talking about with this game here at 3 o'clock on the Big X? Uh, we probably won't talk the game at all. If I, if I had to guess, we're just going to be talking coaching search for three hours, and it's going to be great. Maybe if I'm lucky, I'll get a little Am I the A-hole today segment he does all the time. So that, I'm, I'm kind of banking on that. You should bring up uh, – your Netflix, your Netflix stuff. Uh, yeah, I might have to bring that up to him. Boy, yeah. I just about lost it big time when we found out what you had for breakfast yesterday. <laughs> that was such good radio storytelling. That was, that was funny. <laughs> but if you want more scoots, Mike Rutherford show, three to six here on the Big Act. We might be being joined by P Diddy from the Big City. Whoa, maybe coming over from the competition. Yeah, did he get fired over there? Nah, he just wants to hang out. Oh, nice. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. I bet Rutherford would appreciate that. Yeah, I I, I don't see any way U of L comes within 16 points no, uh, of either. Miami. They lost by 13 at home to Pitt. They lost on the road by 24 to Virginia. Virginia put up 77 points on this U of L team. What will Miami's guards do if Virginia could put up 77 points on this team? <laughs> it could be a lot. Virginia doesn't score 77. And also Miami coming off a loss, so they're going to be a little ticked. They're going to be a little – 16 points is a big number. I usually try to just make a habit to stay away from big numbers. Miami's covering 16. I think I'm going to join you on that. You should. It's going to hit. You know, we – you're not trying to rub L's nose in it or anything like this, but they're a bad, bad basketball team, and if we can keep making money off their poor performances, I I think it'd be irresponsible not to, Scoots. (laughs) I mean, what's who's going to guard Omir for them? Like, yeah. Hunley ha- if Hunley Hatfield was totally engaged yeah. and locked in, that could be kind of a fun matchup to watch. Hunley Hatfield was so checked out against Pittsburgh. He was that horrible. Was, that was the one guy I brought up to Mike when I covered on Rutherford on Monday. Is nah, what are they going to do about Omir? He's going to go nuts tonight. It's going to be a trouble for him. Yeah. Uh, the AP poll tweeted out: Kentucky is the all time number one team through 75 story years of AP top 25 college basketball polls. We did it, everybody. The Cats are number one, and that's coming straight from the Associated Press. I'll retweet that if you're interested. Uh, but oh, that's cool. If Thanks. y'all couldn't tell, TJ's a cat. I, I am a, I do <laughs> like, I do like the blue. I back the blue even. Nobody knows what Spears is a fan of. Spears is a U of L fan. I know he's always like, I grew up a UK fan. He's a U of L fan. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just tough times for him. Tough times for all U of L fans. Guess what, guys? In two months, it'll be much better. You get a new coach, you'll get an adult back in charge of the program. And I'm not saying like Final Fours are going to be coming down the horizon, but NCAA tournament appearances and maybe NCAA tournament runs, not impossible. 
Thanks a lot for letting me fill in, John Spears. This was a lot of fun. David, thanks for calling in. I should be back Friday on this program. Tony Burke in tomorrow. Woohoo! Tony Burke, going to be a good time. I'll be tuned in at noon, and then you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call 7 a.m. on Thursday morning right here on the Big X. Everybody have a great day. Yeah.